It's your boy B High Radio Shouty. We live from 285 right now at Mean Street Studios, man. I got the big homie, the OG, the legend, Uncle Luke in the building, man. What's going on with it, boss? What's going on, man? How you feeling, man? I mean, feeling good, feeling great. I mean, I see you got the book on deck, man. Yep, I mean, yep, the book yep. of Luke. I mean, break it down to me, man. What's going on with hey, it? Hey, man, it was important to do this book, man, because people need to understand the history of the South. Yeah. They, they need to understand the history of Miami. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to understand the things that I did and, uh, some of the things that we paid away, you know, for people to be able to say what they're saying on the records right yes, now. Sir. Yes, they need sir. to know the story about me going to the Supreme Court, going to jail for hip-hop. Exactly. You know, ain't nobody really did that. And uh, my story ain't never been told. Mm -hmm. You know, ain't, people ain't really telling it like that on the VH1s, the BETs, and all those networks of the world. So mm -hmm. I thought it was important yeah. to let people know that uh, it wasn't no Southern hip-hop until I, I started way back then. And, and uh, uh, putting out the first hip hop artist in the South and, and, and like I say, going to jail and talking about Miami. You know, mm -hmm. people come to Miami all the time, yeah. but they don't know the history. Yeah. They don't know Miami looked at like Atlanta at one at one point. Yeah. You know, Miami was was black. Black people built Miami. That's right. You feel me? Until they, you know, brought people down to to take over Miami. You know, some of those islands when people go to South Beach, mm -hmm. they ain't never you know, they never know until they read this book that African-Americans could be on the beach after yeah. 6 o'clock. Oh, you feel me? So in some of the islands over there, black people own those islands. Yeah. You know, people don't know that. And so I kind of take you on a journey. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my life story, I could have picked it up and just, you know, started out, you know, young DJ, yeah. uh, then open a record company, then, you know, go to jail, then do yeah. that. Nah, that that, that would have just been too generic. Yeah. I needed I need to get into people's mind. Yeah. You know, because I wanted to be an educational tool for, for young people. Yeah. You know. What was it like coming up at that time having to deal with that kind of discrimination and segregation when they weren't letting folks on that beach like that? Man, it was rough. I went to high school on the beach, you yeah. know, and, and I talk about it in the book. You know, I was born over there. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and I was still trying to ask my old girl, how, how, did, how, did I get, how was I born over there? Yeah. But then, you know, I went and played football over there and, mm -hmm. and, and went to high school on the beach and still had to be off the beach. You know, and so during those times, you know, I talk about the times when African Americans, mostly Bahamians, mm -hmm. built Miami. Yeah. You know, we're on the incorporation documents, you know, mm -hmm. and I talk about... You know, the, the days with the two live crew, the wild parties, the freak nicks. Mm -hmm. uh, I talk about discovering Trick Daddy, Pitbull, uh, coming to Atlanta, you know, when it wasn't no, mm -hmm. when when radio in Atlanta, you know what I'm One saying? I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Dude used to be on the radio in Atlanta talking about son, God. Oh, uh, man. Uh, uh, sounding like, I swear, I was in New York. Yeah. You know, it was heavy. Yeah. And you heard, you know, only way you could hear a, a, a song you had to go to, you know, some Atlanta music, you had to go to Sharon Showcase. Yeah, So yeah. You feel me? So I had to go, I had to do this book, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, no disrespect to anybody else in the South, it, you it, you had to do this book first mm -hmm. because, you know, here I'm at the forefront of this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's important for people to know the history yeah. of, you know, what, the, the, what, the, what I laid my body on the line. People ain't want no Southern hip hop. You know, they, everybody is all... You know, Kumaya and dancing, mm -hmm. oh, the Russell Simmons and all them, all, all that were fine. They hated us. Yeah. You know, f with a passion. You know, we were getting kicked. We would do shows at Airbnb Rock Him yeah. and actually give us three minutes to do a show. So when you read this book, you'll read about 
me having a big fight with Run DMC. Yeah. And that's when I made this song, We Want Some Pee. Yeah. That was basically because they were acting like peas. And I made the <laughs> song, uh, I made that song in uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. Yeah. And we was on stage in the middle of a concert, sold yeah. out at the arena, and we go, we get ready to go to blows. Because those are the things that happened to to us, you know, because we weren't considered hip hop, yeah. and it was like everybody was rebellion, rebelling against us. And I, I talk about that in the book. What and was so, going through your mind? You already having to deal with the discrimination in your own hometown. Then you mm -hmm. get into hip hop, you got to deal with it from your own people. Exactly, discrimination in hip hop. Exactly. You know, they didn't. Let me tell you, uh, you know, guys in New York was not having it. If you weren't from New York, you weren't where it's at. Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, and I talk about this in the book, I mean, uh, Redman. Yeah. Redman, if you listen to one of his songs back in the days, it was like, you know, he used to make fun of us. Like, hey, yeah, them country dudes. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? What's up, dog? You know, this was one of his interludes. Yeah. On his record. And so we had to fight. I had to fight mm -hmm. uh, Public Enemy Manager in Savannah, Georgia. You know what I'm saying? We all ain't from New York. Y'all ain't hip hop. Y'all ain't this. You know what I'm saying? So people need to hear that story. That's exactly. why I tell people, ain't no disrespect to nobody else doing no books and all that. Mm -hmm. But you need this, you need to hear this, you need to read this first in every southern hip hop artist. I don't care what you you need this in your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it just tells the story of the roads and the things that and the sacrifices. Mm -hmm that I had to make and others and people in my company had to make. So with that being said, with that discrimination coming on in the own, in your hip hop experience, is that what led you to be an entrepreneur yourself? Oh, no doubt about it. Because, yeah. you, hey, look here, man, you a rapper from Miami, you ain't about to go to New York and get no record deal, even though I'm selling a half a million records. Uh. Because the A&R guy didn't understand what we was doing. Yeah. So but the A&R guy not understanding what you're doing and how you're doing it, he can't come properly A&R yeah. your project. And then the marketing people are like, how are we going to market this? This yeah. is trash. Yeah. So I was basically forced to have my own record company. So I didn't say, okay, fine. You know, I and, and I talk about it in the book. You know, hey, look, I had to then go manufacture my own product. I yeah. had to go into the pressing plant and stick the vinyl myself in the pressing machine because there weren't so many uh, pressing plants in Miami. Mm -hmm. I had to then put the records in my truck of my car, mm -hmm. you know, and then store them at my mom's house, store them at, you know, and then, and then I bring the two live crew there and they moved down to Miami. Yeah. And we were storing them in, in, the, in the apartment that we got for them, mm -hmm. you know, People, you know, people need to hear this story. I mean, it's it's a deep, deep story. It's not just about, you know, it's a wild stuff in yeah. there, but it ain't about that. It's, it's deeper it's than deeper rap. Than that. It's deeper than rap. I mean, with you having two of the members from Two Live Crew being from New York, how was that for them making that transition into that Southern hip hop game, being where they were from? Well, it, it, I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, because you know the one guy who was in the group, Yuri V. Lot, yeah. you know, he was much more of a conscious rapper. He didn't want to do the the adult stuff. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mix from uh, California. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me and him vibe. You know, we vibe real good. Mix. You know, me and Mix get together. We cook that thing up. You know, yeah. I come up with the idea, Mix come with the track. And then the dudes just come in and we tell them this is what you need to rap about. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And uh, that's basically how we cooked it up. And yep. so with them two guys and, you know, Marquis coming from upstate New York, mm -hmm. you know, he got in the group after Yuri got out of the group. And then uh, Chris was in the group. I mean, he was on whatever, mm -hmm. you know you know what I'm saying? But uh, at the end of the day, you know, 
we 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 made some some mm. great music and mix never really got the prestige that he should have always gotten as a producer. That's right. Now I mean, you look up and that's thinking know y'all band in the USA, man. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. What was going through your mind? You thinking I'm just a young black man trying to make a dollar out here? I'm already catching hell from all over the place, but now I got the U.S. government on my back too. I got the U.S. government on my back, and that was hardcore. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, you know, just imagine, you know. Uh, just imagine you going to get ready to do a show and you got the police standing outside with guns and rifles and you get ready to do a show, you got them on horses. They on top of the roof, uh, cops in the building. Mm -hmm. You then, you know, you got to make a decision right then on the moment. Hey, look here, man, do I really believe in this? Am I really on this? Or uh, should I just get in the, in the car and run? Mm. You feel me? And, and I was never on that. It was like, yo, I'm going to jail for this. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what I believe in and I'm going to jail and, and eventually... Uh, at one point, you know, Federal Judge Gonzalez, and I talk about it in the book, he deemed one of our albums I've seen. Mm -hmm. And that was the most important case in, in the history of hip hop. Yeah. You know, I could have laid down. Mm -hmm. I mean, once he said the song was obscene, the federal judge, I wasn't going to jail. Yeah. You know, I wasn't about, you know, it wasn't a thing, oh, Luke need to fight this to go to jail. Yeah. I was fighting at that point for hip hop. Exactly. You know, because if I left, if I left that case law on the books, the, the you know any lawyer or any municipality mm -hmm. would have been able to single out T.I. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's obscene. Mm -hmm. You know, because we already got case law. Yeah. You know, case law, oh, Camel versus the state of Florida. Yeah. You know, uh, if you got any lyrics, mm -hmm. any re lyrics remotely sounding like that, then they use that case law and then say, this is, a, you know, in this case law, this was the punishment taken off the shelf. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I was like, nah, I ain't, no, 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 no. I know this bigger than, this bigger than me, this bigger than rap. Yeah. You know, if I, if I don't fight this, Lil Wayne, you ain't singing the things you singing, Drake, you ain't singing what you singing, Meek, all the rest of these guys ain't singing mm -hmm. what they're saying. You're MWA, y'all gonna have to shut it down too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you hip hop, for what you see right now, it wouldn't, it would not be, you would not hear that kind of music if I just laid down. What so, was it that gave you the strength to stand up, though? Because, I mean, the maternity fees had to have been crazy, too, at the time. Because that cost money to fight. And, and, uh, crazy money. Exactly. And, that, and, that, and, and, and I, I talk about that in the book. And that's why the book is about this story. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We, we're having a conversation, you know, in the book about the influence my dad had on me. Mm -hmm. The influence that my Uncle Ricky you know what I'm saying? God bless his soul. He had on me. Mm -hmm. You know, he taught me about Marcus Garvey, H. Mm -hmm. Rap Brown. He taught me about all these uh, civil rights dudes, uh, you name it, uh, Martin Luther King. He taught me all that. You know, he talked he talked to me about some of the things that he was going through as a black man in the 60s and the 50s as well. Yeah. So the guy who they picked on, it was the right guy because mm. I already was educated to, yeah. deal with the, to deal with the politics of the land because, you know, just like my uncle, you know, being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. eventually it was going to come bother with me because I'm a black man. I own my own record company. That's right. I ain't affiliated with no record company. You know, ain't no white guy getting no money out of this deal right here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be an easy target. Yeah. Like my yeah. uncle was. So then I became the target, mm. you know, because at the same time I was doing the same. We were saying the same thing on record. Mm -hmm. It wasn't no different than what Dice K was saying. Yeah. Because you had comedians like Red Fox. Uh, uh, you name it, Dolomite, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor. You had uh, Millie Jackson singing the songs. Yeah, you yeah. feel me? So we weren't the first, mm -hmm. but we were we were hip hop, we were yeah. rap. 
And that was the whole thing. And see, people, and that's why I say the book is important for this book to come out right now. It's important mm -hmm. for all hip hop lovers, mm -hmm. especially people in the South. Mm -hmm. You know, you they need to they need to read this book and they'll get a clear understanding as the things that we had to go. It's almost like this it's almost like a slavery book. Yeah. Because we were technically enslaved. Now, we had to go sit in the in the corner and not be put on tours. You know what I'm saying? Dudes doing big old tours and we you know we done sold a million records and we can't get on the tour because they wasn't having it. Now, with that being said, how important was it for you to put your comrades on? You know, you got the pit bulls, you know, the trick that, and, and that, and putting and them in the game. Exactly. And that's so, and that thing there, I mean, and, 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 and when you read the book, yeah. you'll, you'll hear the transition, and then you look at the timeline. Mm -hmm. When you look at the timeline, 1991, 1986, mm -hmm. how many record companies was around in 86 that was putting their own artists on, the artists putting on, we revolutionized the whole game because yeah. what happened was people didn't say, man, they saw me on the cover of the Source magazine, they looked and said, man, why, why wanna, uh, damn, this dude saying something. And then yeah. when we did, when guys start opening it up to us, like the Kumo D's and mm -hmm. all them other world, and the Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince and all, when they, man, how you doing this? And so, <laughs> you know, I would put them up on game. They want the game now. You feel me? So then guys then went back with like, yo, we want this same thing. And so that's when you started getting the LaFace records. Yeah. It became, you know, it, I mean, them, it was all, those guys were happy by giving Atlantic, giving CBS, giving all these uh, companies, giving Def Jam, who's on, who own uh, by CBS and all, they were, they were happy by being on those labels. Yeah. So then now you got everybody saying, hey, look, you know, we want to start our own label, but then, you know, even the industry, mm -hmm. you know, they say we got to make an adjustment because this dude, Luke, mm -hmm. who we really trying to blackball mm -hmm. out the game, he done messed up the game because dudes now want to be entrepreneurs. <laughs> so now you got crews, you got the cash monies and all these yeah. people of the world. You got So So Deaf, you got the Face Records, you got... Uh, Bad boy, yeah. you got uh all the masterpiece stuff mm -hmm. and all that. You got Swamp House, you got all these, and so we're at the forefront of that. Yeah. And so when I tell people they need to understand the history, we were doing that. But then what the what the industry did was they did slick. Mm -hmm. They say, man, these dudes want their own company. This would be good for us on one hand, and they could put their own guy, put their other guys on. But we can't let them have the same ownership of the masters yeah. like Luke. And so that's the part that them guys did not get because it, that's when they shut me down and they shut my voice down mm -hmm. and they blackballed me out the entire business because I didn't hip them to the game of being their own entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. But then the other part of that, you need to own your own masters. Yeah. They didn't get that. So the industry then gave them guys them production deals and they say, oh, you got a label. It's called uh, Bad Boy, but we own your masters. So then they basically get you, we'll let you produce uh, 10 artists and now your deal is worth $100 million. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. So everybody had them kind of deals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, LaFace and all of them had them kind of deals. So they did not understand the other part because they then they say, we got to shut this dude's voice down. Yeah. We got to, we, 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 we got to blackball this dude. And that's basically how, you know, you don't, you don't see no stories about me. You don't yeah. see me on no lifetime achievement. You don't see me, yo, uh, uh, we're talking about the history of this music, this guy. You ain't never going to see that. But see, what makes me angry about that, though, Luke, why don't your people step up 
and come to back for you like you went to back for them and say, you know what, we got to celebrate this guy just like we celebrate everybody else. It's But the, the crazy part about that, it's the same people in the industry that the same guys who are running the BTs and all them networks of the world, they're actually the same guys who were against me when I first started. They're, they're the same guys who, when I sent them a video of a party, and it wasn't a video of somebody standing by a train with a with with a <laughs> graffiti with, with graffiti <laughs> on the wall and breakdancing. They were like, "This ain't hip hop. We ain't playing this. We ain't playing that." So they were forced to play these things yeah. because then now you got the video jukebox. You got all these mm -hmm. other avenues of people. So them people really hate me. Yeah, them dudes don't like me at all. So yeah. I understand that because I forced them to do something that actually changed the game so they can't really tell a story because if I tell a story then I gotta tell a part where I was the one that was trying to blackball your butt. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? I was the one sitting up there when you sent the video in I I said no. No, we ain't playing that on BET. No. We're gonna do interviews, we're gonna get salt and pepper, we're gonna get kid and play, we're gonna get all these people that talk bad about them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we they were orchestrating this stuff themselves, and they, like I talk in the book, and everybody asked me, "Well, who was with you?" Mm -hmm. It was pretty much maybe two people. It was one, my um, lawyer. The other one uh, was Bruce Springsteen. Ah, uh, it is all American white boy. You know, I call. Yeah, sometimes though, the man was like, "Look, man, I understand what you're going through. Uh, you can use my song." I said, "Look, I want to do band in the USA because that's how I feel right now. Band in the USA." And he was like, "Look, man, you could use the song, <laughs> and you could use the song, man, and you ain't even got you ain't even got pay me for it." Oh, so I mean, that was that was a cool thing. Yeah. Now, with that being said, and we talking about the love, I know you got a lot of love in the A, man. What was it like when you came up here for Freak Nick, and your song was the soundtrack to the city and all of the booty shake clubs and regular clubs in the city, man? Oh man, it was. I mean, uh, coming to Freak Nick, that was the greatest thing ever. I mean, it's just, at the time of me going and, you know, I'm being the party man, we done won all the cases, we done went to the Supreme Court, we done, we done got the other cases uh, overturned on appeal, yeah. you know, and, and then now you got this nice party yeah. called Freak Nick, which it should have left the name Greek Nick, but they messed <laughs> up when they called it Freak Nick after yeah. the freaking started in them tents out in the park. Uh, and then now they needed an ambassador. They yeah. needed a king. Yeah. So then here come me. You know, I'm the wild freaky man. But then I, it was some great times, man. Freaknik, Freaknik was a big party. It mm -hmm. turned out, I mean, it originally, it started out as one thing. It gravitating to be, being almost like a, a southern reunion, mm -hmm. giving people opportunity to come to Atlanta and enjoy it. And then, you know, with... You know, with the friction between the police and the, and the people, mm -hmm. you know, it became a, a rebellion yeah. type thing. It became F the police, y'all messing with us. You know, and then when the city did not embrace it and the city did not come together and, and say, let's let's embrace this thing, let's mm -hmm. take this thing and organize it. Mm -hmm. You know, when they didn't do it, but they, you know, just wanted to harass kids and mm -hmm. eventually it fizzled out and it got yeah. shut down, you yeah. know, which was. Which would could have been a, a great event. It could yeah. have been something along the lines of uh, uh, the Black Expo yeah. if they would have embraced it and organized it. That's exactly. all these. I mean, young folks want to. They gonna party, have fun. Yeah. Let them do what they got to do. I mean, you know, white kids do it. Exactly. You know, all day. I mean, you go to a football game. They on top of houses. <laughs> go down there to UGA, a University of yeah. Florida. They getting drunk, jumping off the roof of the house. They sitting on the house. 
You know what I'm saying? They they riding around with straws, with tubes in the yeah. stadium. Yeah. I mean, nobody put them in jail, but I guess you know it becomes issue when black kids want to enjoy themselves. Yeah, another event, man. I was talking to my big homie Timo Goody, man. That Jack the Rapper. What was that like coming up to the city and turning up with that? Oh, Jack the Rapper was something else. I mean, I guess I'm probably one of the ones who destroyed Jack the Rapper. Oh man, say it ain't so loud. But Jack the Rapper, let me tell you about that. Yeah. And I and I talk about it in the book. You know, I learned so much. I I met the uh, one of the first uh, radio radio promotion men at Jack the Rapper, and he told me something way back then his name was Dave Clark mm -hmm. and he told me man he said man you know it's a lot of people you know I'm sitting there at the bar I'm a young dude mm -hmm. I come to jail I got my records mm -hmm. and you know I'm a nobody I'm nothing you know I got my little records I'm trying to get the DJs play my record you know I'm hustling mm -hmm. I'm just like the you know the dude outside the grocery store hey man I got my CD yeah. that's me yeah. you feel me I'm, I'm in there you know trying to get anybody here to, to hear my song and that dude sat me down and he said, look here, man, you know, all these dudes running around here. He said, man, one thing about it, mm -hmm. everybody ain't in the music business. Everybody think they're in the music business. They're in the, music, the, in the, in the business of music. Mm -hmm. You are not in the music business until one person purchase your record. Mm -hmm. That is when you're officially in the business. Mm -hmm. So you work hard and strive to get people to buy your records, and that's when you're official. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of people out there got records and ain't nobody buying them. Yeah. You ain't in the business. Exactly. So that right there just, you know, you know that, that had me on a whole nother level. And, mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the crazy part of, of Jack the Rapper I talk about mm -hmm. in the book was when we had the big fight uh, with Snoop Dogg them, and Death Row. Yeah. You know, when we had the little beef going on and then they eventually came down to, to Jack the Rapper. It was downtown and had them, had them grew big out of the Marriott out yeah. there by the airport. It got to be in this big thing. They had to go to the big hotel downtown. And unfortunately, <laughs> I, I tried, you know, I, I talk about it in the book. I tried to talk to Jack yeah. and his wife, uh, not his wife, but daughter Jill, and say, look, you need to arrange a sit down with me and Suge Knight mm -hmm. because if they're going to come down here, you know, there's so many people from Miami. I got so much love in Atlanta. It's going to be an ugly sight. Yeah. You know, because we got this beef and they saying this about me and I'm saying this about them. Mm -hmm. It's going to get crazy. And they were like, oh, we ain't got to worry about that. Ain't nobody going to do nothing. <laughs> and then before you know it, everybody was stabbed up, cut up. <laughs> uh, 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 everything in the world was thrown out the rooms all down. The, it was crazy. It was a melee. Oh, man. No, and I talk about it in the book. So that's why, you know, people like Meek Mills, yeah. you need to read this book. Yeah. If you want to really know anything about real beef, I mean, uh, this is an educational tool for us. Exactly. Because you know, I don't know what they got going on now. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like rated PG-7. <laughs> PG-13. Yeah. I mean, you want to know how to deal with beef, you you. You know, we talk about all that in the book. I mean, I mean, how did you feel when you really had to get violent to deal with your beef back then, though? Because on, on top of that, you're dealing with the hate coming from all over the place. Yeah. And I know it had to breed a lot of anger. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So by the time folks do come around with that nonsense, being in front of South, you know, we got the hospitality, but we are also sit your ass down. Yeah, you we'll sit you down. You see what I'm we'll saying? We'll touch you up and sit you down. You know, and that and that was the whole thing. I mean, you know, me and Snoop. You know, I don't want nobody get me. Me and Snoop, we cool. I met Dr. Dre one time. Mm -hmm. Easy and, and Cube. Them yeah. was them was my dudes. You yeah. know, like you know, they got the movie out. I encourage anybody, everybody, go see the movie because that's what it's all about. They yeah. got their family and and that and, and and again going going back to the you know to the 
to that whole beef thing, you know, and I talk about it, it's like the whole South rise up. Mm -hmm. When some dudes say something about a Southern guy, exactly. you know what I'm saying, and, and especially you know people on the street knew the history. Exactly. They, they knew what I was doing in Atlanta, Miami, yeah. you know, Charlotte, Fayetteville, South yeah. Carolina. They knew, okay, Unc, Unc is that guy. You know That's what I'm right. saying, and, and they, you know, the little Petey Pablo's and everybody yeah. of the world, yeah. and, the, and the and the Gips and all them man. Yeah. Okay, man, this man turning this thing up for us, you know, so. Guys on the street already know. Hold That's on, right. man. So then when the dudes came down here, it was an ugly sight. I think the whole South jumped on this. You know, they were catching <laughs> planes at the late night trying to get up out of this place here. But we ended up eventually squashing it because, you know, you know, it was like, okay, you know, hey, you know, Suge, I'm not one of them guys who you rough house. Yeah. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm I, you know, unfortunately in my life, something I ain't proud of. I was about that life exactly. for real. I ain't, I didn't, you know, all, all my brothers that went to college, I was the one that didn't go to college. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was in the game hard like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and that's why I tell people, people who rapping about that, mm -hmm. most guys who rapping about that life ain't really about that. Yeah. They just hear the stories of other people, you know, and they hear the folk tales, and then they go to spitting them kind of lyrics. I, I mean, you go pull my criminal record, you'll be like, oh lord. <laughs> Not the party, man. You know, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to do no songs about that. Yeah, I'm doing songs about total opposite, man. Mm -hmm. By being out of jail, yeah. And what you want to do? Have fun, party. You know, make love and do whatever and I you gotta do. That all the time because when you're from the streets and you're from the hood and you see the pain and you see the devastation that goes along with the game. You really ain't trying to celebrate that kind of a lifestyle. Oh, no. You're trying to get folks to go in the opposite direction of that by all costs. Oh, no. I mean, hey, I ain't, I, I got some albums for days. If I want to rap about that. <laughs> but, but again, that's snitching on yourself. Yeah. You feel me? And so that's why I, I, I deal with so many kids, and I, I, you know, because I tell them about my story. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, man, you don't want to live that life. Yeah. And I can tell them that. Because, you know, when you look at my arrest record, it's about 20 arrests on that deep. Ooh. You know, you name it. Shoot up, this, shoot, yeah. fight, gang, whatever. You know you, you know, you know what I'm saying? So right. I tell kids about that. Hey, man, ain't nothing cute about that. Mm -hmm. You know, get your mind right. Use that same energy and put it into something positive. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy that this book is out. HarperCollins right. uh, published it. You know, one of the biggest publishing companies and if not the biggest book publishing company in the, in the country, and they're going to put it in and get it to everybody where they can be able to purchase it. And uh, I just want them to read the story, man. I want everybody to read this story here. I can Because so it's an educational tool more so than anything. Speaking of education, what do you think about the business now and with it being digital? What advice do you got for the young guy that's trying to come up and do what you did back then in this digital age, though? You know, it, it's, it's a... It's a good and it's a bad because I I think you know I had it, I had to come up in the age where I couldn't get a record player on the radio uh -huh. no way not even in my hometown uh -huh. you know what I'm saying so I couldn't get a record played I couldn't get a video played yeah. you know things I talked talked about earlier and things I talked about in the book so I had to rely on the underground mm -hmm. I had to rely on sharing showcase to yeah. play the record and get it hot mm -hmm. and me come there and do a show mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying in other clubs. Uh, uh, in Atlanta and other places like that, college campuses and all that, dorm rooms and everything, yeah. frat parties and all. I had to rely on those type of promotions. Mm -hmm. And so I look at the digital thing and, and, and uh, 
and not mainstream, that's a good thing. You can put your, your record on uh, YouTube, your video on YouTube. You can put your record on, on uh, iTunes because mm -hmm. it was difficult mm -hmm. for me to get a record in Turtles yeah. and get a record in Sam the major Freddy, chain yeah. stores. Mm -hmm. So now you can just go to iTunes and you got a hot record. Everybody could download your song. You might not get on the front page of iTunes yeah. and some of these search engines. You know, the Spotify and all them. You know, I don't know how they let trick let them trick trick the game up <laughs> like that. You know, it's but uh, again, you can still be successful in the business. And, I, you know, it, it's more easier now than it was back then. Yeah. Because you can have a record. And if you didn't get no independent... Uh, retail stores, the mom and pop stores to put your record in them stores. Yeah. Them big chain stores wasn't having it. Uh. Unless you was on a major label. And so, you know, they had to do things to stop this independent, you know, flow. Mm -hmm. I mean, and people don't realize when Atlanta started really getting hot mm -hmm. and the South took off, like I told the guy Hank Shockley at the New Music Seminar when I went there and it was no it was I was the only record coming in south and I stood up and he was like, Oh, Southern hip hop, that's a joke. You mm -hmm. know, it was like a thousand people in there, ah, be a, that's a fad. You know, and I stood up in the room and I told the dude, I said, Look here man, it was a thousand people. I was like, Look, the South is gonna rule hip hop mm. before it's all said and done. How you mean? And all the people in in the middle of New York, everybody was like, Oh, oh, oh and hip hop country. Yeah. I'm like I'm just, hey, look, I ain't gonna apologize for it because you got Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, you got seven boroughs. Mm -hmm. We got Atlanta, Charlotte, South Carolina, we got Texas, we got Miami, we got, we, I mean, we got Florida, mm -hmm. we got Alabama, we got Memphis. We got Memphis, we got, mm -hmm. we big. We control yeah. uh, uh, the half of the country, boss. You know what I'm saying? And once yeah. these dudes, Get on to what I'm doing, and it's just like anything. Mm -hmm. You know, it one, and back then I always said, I say, I like Converse in Miami. Yeah. It's kids in Atlanta and all these other places like Converse, and they're going to be like, man, if this dude could do it, we could do it. That's right. And so guys start popping up from all over the place. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, man, that's what made me and Gip and CeeLo. Yeah. And all them dudes, we sit, we used to, you know, we used to call it sitting by the campfire. Yeah. And we just sit there and just vibe and just talk about, you know, and them dudes like telling me how I inspired them, you know, and, and uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's always been amazing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why I said, man, it's the proper time to put this book out. You know, you couldn't have put it out way mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. You know, it would only been half because we were still, this book, this book was still being made. Yeah. You know, now... Life is settled down, I'm married, yeah. got the wife. You know, my wife is a is a you know, big time NFL football agent, mm -hmm. you know, an attorney and you know, we got <laughs> we got restaurants, you know, uh, I'm still running a record company, you know, mostly digital, all the all the uh the uh, the product that you know in my catalog and mm -hmm. you know, I'm enjoying myself running my my youth uh program. That's right. You know, and, and uh you know, I ain't I ain't fighting like I used to. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they need to hear about all these war stories. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody talking about oh, how the South was won and all these books. Mm -hmm. This 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 That's the true story how, right there. This how Southern hip hop was won. How it was dis discovered. Question though, are we gonna turn that book into a screenplay and then a movie? Man, we got to. Talk to me. <laughs> we got to. We got to. I mean, because when you read it, I mean yeah. you gotta just I mean, sit down and just go through it. When you when you start reading, you ain't gonna be able to put it down. Now answer me this though, the women, the beefs, 
how was you able to stay alive during all that? Because in hip hop, a lot of folks don't even make it past that and through that. <laughs> well, I, again, with me, when 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 you look at the book, I mean, it was like me when I first got in the business. It was like a freshman going to college. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I wild out. Yeah. The first couple of years, I was all here, there, everywhere. Girlfriend here, girlfriend there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just getting it in. Mm -hmm. But then. At the end of the day, I always was the businessman. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to run the company. I had to. I couldn't be laying up with girls all week. You know, getting high. Mm -hmm. You know, wilding out. I had to go back to the office. Mm -hmm. You know, on Monday and and create these strategic plans, of getting mm -hmm. records put in stores over here. You know, creating parental advisory mm -hmm. stickers. That sticker that you see on the record right now, people mm -hmm. don't even realize that I created that. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and getting a record on the radio. Going to okay, I gotta just uh, you know be more versatile mm -hmm. as an executive, mm -hmm. you know, because now I'm executive every day of the week. I gotta get an R&B group, mm -hmm. <coughs> so so let me go discover Ace Town, mm -hmm. you know, go to Houston and these guys name the Jet and everybody say Ace Town. They say Nah, y'all name Ace Town. Y'all gonna rep y'all town, y'all right. city. You, you feel me? And so now I gotta be a little more versatile. You know, Poison Clan. You know, got these dudes right here. Yeah. They doing the hardcore stuff. So I don't want y'all to be just on the sexual stuff like two live crew is that. Now I need to be a little more versatile as, a, right. as a company. You know, uh, back then, big pun, you know, Puerto Rican rapper. I'm from Miami. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of Cubans here. Let me find me a Cuban rapper. Yeah. So then now I got to go find Pitbull. Yeah. You know, I go discover him. So I'm doing all this every day so I ain't really had no time to be mm -hmm. laying up with a whole bunch of chicks and then <laughs> when I saw them doing what they were doing on stage and dudes mm -hmm. getting up on stage and doing what they were doing you know I was like look I'm, I'm going to be real picky Yeah, you know I'm one I'm not going to get high on my own supply that's right you feel me with that's you, right. my girl dances I'm not, mm -hmm. not we ain't doing that and you know another thing is you know uh I see chicks getting on stage, dudes getting on stage. You know, obviously dudes got to date these chicks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All this wild stuff. You know, I I always dated the total opposite. That's right. You know, I always liked the total opposite. Whether I got the girl, because the girl automatically thought I was something of what I was promoting and yeah. marketing and putting out in the life I was living. Mm -hmm. They didn't know I wasn't really like that. Yeah. So, I, so that was my little thing. It was like. The girl who I get to be a special girl, mm -hmm. you feel me, and that girl to see me for who I am, and not necessarily see me as the entertainer. That's right. So I had women in my life, yeah. and they were like, uh, "I like your loss because you think I'm like that, That's but right. I'm really not." I'm, you let your friends uh, tell you, mm -hmm. "I'm really not." You, you feel me, I and uh, and uh, and, that, and that's how it always ended up being. I can definitely dig it. Uncle Lou, oh, man. appreciate you coming appreciate through this it, thing, boss. Wish you all right. the best and much success. Be High Radio Shout. Man, let's go. Yep.